Good morning, everyone. My name is Steven Dutzman, and welcome to the EFG Daily Commute. I am the founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. That's a website on the Internet where myself and my co-host come together to give everyone the information they need to get their family game on. So it was Super Bowl weekend. So I have two, like, weird topics that I wanted to talk about. The first one is... Um, for the first time that I can remember, and this is just a little tiny topic, for the first time that I can remember, no video game commercials during the actual Super Bowl proper. Nintendo unveiled, like, a new, like, family-focused uh, commercial after the Super Bowl aired, but nothing during prime time. I'm surprised by that, because I was expecting, like, a Last of Us 2 or, you know, something like that. It wouldn't have surprised me if maybe somebody did, like, a big reveal in a commercial or something like that. But, so, that was interesting. No big video game commercials during the Super Bowl, um, which, like I said, really surprised me. But the the real topic is I want to talk about Wonderful 101, which is a wicked weird video game that was released back in 2013 for the Wii U. It was uh, one of the first games to come to the console, and it is one of the games that was a Wii U exclusive that has not been brought over to the Nintendo Switch. And at this point, that list is dwindling. And I always wondered where it was, you know, is this a game that was going to eventually be ported? And personally, my belief is yes. I think everything that was a, a Wii U exclusive will eventually find its way over to the Nintendo Switch, assuming the company that published it and owns the rights to it is still in business, right? So, Wonderful 101 is a game from Platinum, and we've talked about them before on other podcasts. Platinum does stylish action games. Uh, most notably, they're famous for Bayonetta and Nier. Uh, Astral Chain came out this past year, which was apparently a remarkably well-sold uh, well game. And so Platinum is, you know, in this great era of development for them, and they're flush with cash because they keep releasing these big hits. And so I guess they're doing some interesting stuff. So the reason I want to talk about Wonderful 101 is it looks like a port of that game is coming to modern consoles. Most notably, it is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, the, that by itself, not really surprising, right? They own the rights to this game. It was a Wii U exclusive. Um, it, it, what's surprising about this is the method that they are using to help get it published. Essentially, they went to Kickstarter. And I am a little surprised that a publisher would, that is the size of Platinum Games, would go to Kickstarter to um, fund a port. Um, because, and a port of a game being, you know, taking it from the Wii U to the Nintendo Switch, I'm surprised that they would do that. They have the resources, or at least they should. Um, but there were some interviews published on IGN and GameSpot uh, where Kamiya, the game's director, um, he, he indicated that really it's not about funding. It's about using Kickstarter as a way to gauge interest. It's basically a survey where people have skin in the game. 
because they know, and I agree with them, you could ask people, listen, do you want a wonderful 101 port? And a whole bunch of people will say yes. But will every one of those people put the 40 or 60 bucks down to buy it? Not necessarily. And so by using Kickstarter, they can really effectively gauge who wants to buy this game because essentially you have to buy it. They set the goal incredibly low. So really, they set it at $50,000, which is not even enough to pay for a certification on, this, on the various consoles they're going to release it on. But it is the, <laughs> excuse me, but they, what they did, they set the, bar, they set the, the funding goal at $50,000. At, at the time of this recording, they're already over a million dollars. So we know clearly the message was sent. There are a lot of people that want this game. It's going to sell like gangbusters on the Nintendo Switch at the very least. Um, but it's, I've never seen a publisher actually do that before. Um, you know, and, and hopefully, I think, I think there's two ways to look at it. On a cynical level, like, listen, you should have your own internal analytics. You probably know the demand. You know, the, you, you know what happens, you know, anytime that you mention Wonderful 101, people get excited about it, right? And that's true. Anytime it comes up, people get excited about it, get excited about the idea of backing it or not backing it, but buying it again uh, and playing it again. There are a lot of people that missed it because the, the Wii U was a failure, right? So the, um, so it, it, there are a lot of folks that, that are questioning that, you know, is this cool? Is it, is it, ethical to go ahead and use Kickstarter to try and fund a port while you are um, when you are as flush with cash as Platinum is. I want to think of it in an op optimistic way, which is not unexpected, right? So you guys listen to me. You know, I try to look on the bright side. I think this is a great method, right? sending out a Kickstarter, setting the goal low, like literally $50,000 would not be enough to do anything regarding this. But this is a survey that matters, right? It is a survey where they can put it out and say, listen, you can't just check, yes, I would buy this on a box. You have to actually buy it. And the speed at which this game, because it's only been, the Kickstarter's only been live for a couple of days. The fact that it's already over a million dollars, it will certainly clear a couple more. It, they have the message is heard loud and clear. I'd love to hear uh, more companies do this personally. Kickstarter exists for a reason. It is to help creative efforts get off the ground. Now there are some folks that say that it should be for smaller creators that wouldn't be able to get funding other otherwise, and I respect that. But I know, and the data has shown that. Smaller, smaller games get funded and smaller projects get funded um, and these big games kind of draw people onto the platform. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that have Kickstarter accounts now because they wanted to back Platinum Games Wonderful 101. And those people now, they, they're going to get the Kickstarter emails, they're going to look at some other stuff, maybe they'll back some other games, maybe they'll see some other stuff, maybe a comic or a music, something to know, you know, who knows. So I think it's good for Kickstarter in general, but also I think it's just good for the video game industry, especially for people who want stuff. The video game industry is risk-averse. We know that. We have seen it. 
And there's one thing that they haven't been able to figure out is how to turn excitement, how to, how to really translate excitement into demand. Like, what is it? You know, is, are, it, because it's possible that people can be excited about stuff and not actually want to buy it. They just want to talk about it. They just want to be hype. And that's fine. I'm, a, I'm an unmitigated hype monster. But there are plenty of people that would be excited about stuff and want, not, might not want to buy. So, and that doesn't help, right? Like, you don't make a game just so people can be excited about it. You make a game so they can sell it. So having this opportunity for Kickstarter to be a really healthy way to measure excitement as it converts into actual desire for a product is pretty awesome. Do we, we don't know exactly when, um, how long it'll take to get this game ported. Um, the big thing with the Wonderful 101 is it required two screens. So, and it had a pretty unique control scheme, so obviously that's going to need to be redone. They're going to have to redo a lot of the user interface um, alongside having to remaster it. They're not going to add new content from what they have said, uh, and I'm fine with that. However, you know, they're going to be adding um, you know, new modes. Uh, they're rebalancing the easy mode because apparently the easy mode in the game was still too hard based on what they said. So this is going to be an interesting game to follow now that we know it's getting made because they clearly met their goal. If $50,000 was enough to judge interest, then a million dollars certainly delivered that message loud and clear. So it'll be interesting to watch how this goes. And, um, yeah, let, let me know. I'm going to go ahead and share this in the community. I would love to hear your thoughts. Are you excited for a wonderful 101 port? Um, what other games do you think should get thrown on Kickstarter to prove that they are wanted? And, um, yeah, so uh, share those thoughts. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be recording the, the actual Mothership podcast tonight. Uh, Amanda is sick, so we're going we're gonna to figure it out. We're going to be on our heels this week. So I hope you guys have a great week. We will talk soon. Until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. Bye now.